Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Never Made Varsity Podcast. After a very long hiatus, my name is David. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at D underscore River underscore O. Uh, currently, I'm frozen inside of my apartment. It is a toasty 56 degrees in here. Uh, and yeah, there we go. I'm glad to be back. You look all good and bundled up, though. Ooh, I got, yeah, for, I have this uh, North Carolina bubble jacket on. And What's I a have bubble my, jacket? It's a it's a, it's a jacket, jacket with bubbles. It has bubbles on it. It's like a bunch of bubbles. A winter coat. It's it's no, a bubble it's a jacket. Bubble, it's a specific type of coat. Yeah. And then I got my. I've uh, never heard of that. I got my UNC beanie, but like all the way down on my forehead, to where it actually covers my ears and actually keeps me warm. So it's it's cold. There is like a problem with the insulation on the windows in my room. So now there currently there is ice on the inside of my windows. Good lord. Jesus. <laughs> it is really cold. Except I got a space heater in here now, so it's a little less cold. But, yeah. Hello, Maverick, uh, are you here? Oh, hey. Hey, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> Howdy. It is me, Maverick. I am back it's again. Glad to see y'all, y'all's lovely faces. Except you. Yeah, except Colby. Yeah. Except Colby. You can find me on Twitter at heartbreak2 underscores. Uh, I am Aaron. I am back to the <laughs> tried and true classic Reverend Aaron Free- Aaron P. Friedman, and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. And hello, everybody. My name is Colby. My webcam cam is broken, and you can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. All one word. Lit. That pause was just. We like are. Yikes, jeez. Come after my life. <laughs> I've heard better. So, did we have a trivia question? I don't know. Who knows? It was so a while long. ago. Uh, Nobody just, answers them anyways. It's a new year. We're going to wipe Carla. Like Carla answers them, but she's it. Uh, so should we just get right into it? I should probably pull up the rundown. I feel like that would help. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like we have quite a, de- uh, uh, a depressing episode today because... There's a lot of sadness. There's so much sadness. I mean, I'm dead inside. I don't know about y'all. I mean, I feel like Maverick's probably the least dead inside of all of us. I don't know. I feel like honest. I was pretty pessimistic after these past few Carolina basketball games, and I think that's what we're going to talk about first. That's probably the bulk of our uh, episode, honestly. Yep. Yeah, so since we missed so many games, I'd rather just do, like, a kind of a state of the team instead of like a game by game breakdown. Mm-hmm. I can agree I with that's that. Yeah. Fair. That's fine. Like I said, I, I feel like oh. great, our great listeners uh, saw enough of our comments live tweeting the game. So <laughs> we can put that all in a nice little bow on top. Yeah, I feel like, what was it? Was it Turner that said that um, they got a. Oh no. It was Noah. Oh, no. not, it was like, I didn't know. I log on Twitter and find out Never Made Pods just live-tweeting the game. <laughs> Honestly. And we actually were. Sorry, my phone's making a lot of noises. But yeah, the Heels are 1-2 and two in conference play since um, we last saw them. But so on the bright side, so is, so, is every, so is every other triangle team. <laughs> and Wake, Wake Forest, too. North yeah, Carolina yeah. is all 1-2. and two. Yeah. All of North Carolina is going to be playing on Tuesday in the ACC tournament. How about that? <laughs> we got Boston College and Clemson about to take over the ACC by storm, boy. <laughs> so, I think it's fair to say that 
things started really looking wonky after we played Wofford over break. I would I would argue that it kind of happened a little bit before Wofford. But the first I feel time, like the, yeah, that's true. The first that's where it all came to head. I feel like, but that's I feel like the first could, time the wheels really came off. Yeah, and I feel like that Wofford game was kind of a testament to like how inconsistent we've been. And really how basically any team that plays us that has a decent inside presence can just bully us. And that's yeah. kind of the, our biggest issue. Because, you know, I feel, like we've, we've, I feel like we've given up season highs and blocks to, like, the opposite team's center. And I th- it feels like every game they have a season high in blocks. I don't remember a time where our bigs have been dominated in such a fashion that they've been in this season in terms of and, blocked. like, is that fixable? I'm not sure if that's a fixable problem. I feel like, well, okay, so running through the big men that we have, the one that, is someone, like, <laughs> does anyone else hear that? Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> is this, it's like, sounds like, it's, it sounds like someone's vacuuming, or, like, someone's, like, in a blender. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my microphone, I'm pretty sure, because I can see it on Audacity. Oh, okay. Um, what was I saying? Oh, running through our big men. I mean, you got Garrison Brooks, who isn't really, like, who, who doesn't really do anything, like, great. He's just kind of average at everything. And I feel like he's getting the brunt of all of this because he gets kind of, he gets put on a highlight reel, I feel like, especially with his stuff getting blocked. I feel like he gets blocked more than any other big man. Him and Luke May probably get blocked more than any other of our players, I feel like. Um... And then you got uh, Sterling Manley, which is probably he's probably our best bet to actually start and give us the best chance. But he's just not up to par conditioning wise, and he's still a little bit raw. But I don't know which one of those three freshmen isn't raw, really. Um, and then you got Garrison Brooks, who's just a work in progress. Not Garrison Brooks. Um, Brandon, Brandon Huffman. Huff- Brandon Huffman, who's just a work in progress. Um, he has rock hands, man. Like. Not like rock solid hands. hands. They, he has literal hands made oh, of granite dear. that can't catch anything. So it's just it's literally all of them have hands made of rock, including Luke. Except when he rebounds, I've never seen somebody who can rebound so well and can't catch. And it's you know, an anomaly. I kind of accepted us playing a little bit off when we played Tennessee, just because of the environment and like. It was a really a tough road game, and I know that Tennessee is Tennessee's obviously a legit team in the SEC because they just beat down, uh, they just beat down um, Kentucky um, recently. But once we played Wofford, we had the same exact problems, like the same exact problems we had at Tennessee, and it was at home, which makes it even more embarrassing. So it's just you know, I don't know what to do about it. I mean, like I feel like I'm taking up all the time talking about it but like what do y'all think like it's kind of my like mind-numbing for me because like i don't understand how we can i have the stats up right now and the stats that the team is putting up compared to last season we're averaging one less point per game the same number of rebounds per game so and we average more blocks per game so it's not like we should be playing worse than last year's team i think it's just we're getting outplayed, especially yeah. down low. The one guy who we're missing a lot that would be making a huge difference on this year's team is Tony Bradley. Yeah, man. Because we need a solid inside presence. 
I think we're, we keep getting exposed down low with our interior positions. Like, I don't remember that many times against UVA in which we actually put the ball down low into our bigs and let them make a post play. Yeah, but that's hard against UVA because you know that they're going to double every every single time the ball goes into the post. Like, even Kennedy and um, Isaiah and Bryce would struggle against UVA. Yeah, and I was less concerned about the UVA game. I knew that they – okay, I was disappointed in a couple aspects of that game, but I still expected to lose that game, if that makes any sense. Like, I knew that that was going to be tough, especially with how well they're playing this year and how, like, committed to their defense they are. I expected to win the FSU game. That was a little disappointing. Um, and it's just, like, between the issues of having no interior presence or no, like, low post presence – and just us not valuing the basketball. Like, have y'all seen how many tur- like what, how we're averaging? I can't remember what we're averaging for in uh, turnovers per game, but I, it's like as ridiculous. a team we have thirteen turnovers per game. It, it it's ridiculous. Like we should not be averaging double digit turnovers per game, and it's bad. Like it's like it's not that though. It's not just the turnovers. It's that they are live ball turnovers exactly. that turn into points on the other end. It would be different if it was like we we're trying to push the ball down the court. And, like, we just throw it out of bounds because it was, like, an overshot pass or something. But this is, like, we're getting our stuff stolen from us, and they're getting transition baskets. Like, the amount of times that UVA got open dunks off of just transition baskets, I'm pretty sure they beat us, like, 23-2 to in transition buckets, which is not acceptable for, like, ridiculous. playing UVA. Like, when we're playing UVA and they're beating us in transition, like, that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I was just disappointed in that game specifically. Or that aspect of that game specifically. I just think overall, we're not as complete of a team as last season. And it's hard to adjust to coming off of a team that was debatably the most complete team in the country less than a year ago. I, but, like, I don't know if, like, when y'all are watching games, but, like, I forget we have a big man on the floor. Like, I could not tell you what big man we, ha- what big man we have on the floor because I'm just not paying attention because they don't do anything. That's what I was yeah. getting at earlier. I mean, I, UV was just the most recent game, but going back to Florida State and even looking at even Wofford with a team as small as Wofford, like, I didn't remember us making any kind of post moves. I think the FSU game is – an interesting one to talk about in that regard because FSU traditionally has you know, seven footer after seven footer after seven footer. That's not true about this FSU team. Like historic, if you look back historically, they're a pretty small FSU team and we still couldn't get anything in the post. Yeah. I mean, does Roy not trust them to give him, put him in the post? Or, I mean, what is it? What is there to trust? Yeah. I don't know, but we have Boston College coming up, um, and then Notre Dame on the road right after that, and then a rank Clemson right after that. So and there are no easy games in the ACC this year. <laughs> Before yesterday, I'd say maybe State, but good lord. I mean, I know Duke's defense is bad, but I didn't think it was bad enough to lose to State. Like, and I don't know if that means that State has a good like a good offense, or if Duke's defense is just that bad, or if it's a combination of the two. When State can score, like when they're when the shots are going in, they look like a very good team. 
At least Mavericks. I, they look like <laughs> they still lost to UNCG though. Like, come on. We lost to Wofford, but they we still lost, lost to Wofford. Though, I know. Like, so. I can't talk too much crap about NC State, but like, come on. But like, come on. Come on. Duke does on Ken Palm. Duke is the only team in the top twenty with a defensive efficiency outside of the top one hundred. They're number one on offensive efficiency and one hundred eighth on defensive efficiency. That and win. surprisingly, we are 26th on offensive efficiency, but we're 13th defensively. I, I don't what? have a problem with our defense. I do, like on like honestly, like it looked bad. Like it looked bad against uh, uh, FSU, like our three point defense. But it kind of like adjusted itself back in the uh, in the second half. Like our defense is not bad. It's just the fact that we're turning the ball over so much. And the fact that we just can't, we don't have any inside presence, so we can't get our offense going. Like, our offense is the problem. There are a lot of things. Our team does a lot of good things, but there are just a lot of bad things that happen that seem to outweigh them when you look back at a game. I mean, turnover starts with it, but it's a thing where because we are an inside-out team, that's why that's how we've always played is where we give our bigs the ball and we're supposed to get these high percentage shots in the post part. Uh, but now we're not getting that. We're not getting those easy shots. And now we're forced to shoot around the perimeter. And we've never really been that kind of a team. And so when we're not making our shots, we're putting ourselves in a hole that we usually don't have to put ourselves in because it's those easy shots that bail us out. Why can't we get second half Kenny in the first half? The same reason we can't get uh, second half Marcus in the first half. It's just the way the world. <laughs> it's just the way the world works. If we could somehow like Dragon Ball Z like fusion them together, like fusion dance them together, like that would be fantastic. <laughs> but we would have a complete player. But like, I Kenny's defense is consistent throughout the entire game. Like, true. If he, I feel like he's just. It's just a product of him not being a selfish player. I feel like he gives us the lift in the first half, and then. I think he kind of lets Joel do his own thing in the se- in the second half, really, which it shouldn't be like that. Like we shouldn't have to have Joel Berry score thirty a night for us to win a game against, you know, whatever team it is. Anyone? Yeah, any team, honestly. Like he shouldn't have to do that. And he's not going to. It's not sustainable. Well, and they were saying like people are bleed or there's in the locker room there's this idea that they're thinking that Joel's trying too hard to score all by himself. I mean, you should not have to feel that way. But there, it's, at times it looks like he's the only one that is putting out the real effort out there. Yeah. And maybe when, maybe when Cam gets into a, a, a rhythm, I mean, he's not really the type to get uh, – he's more of a jump – like a pick and pop or like a catch and shoot jump shooter as opposed to like a slasher. Um, but maybe like when he gets more comfortable – Maybe he can be the the second scorer. I mean, I know we have like I guess technically Luke May is our second option, but the way he's been playing lately, like he's not reliable in my opinion. And he's gonna have to find ways to get his own shot because people are game playing against him now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I mean, this is this is kind of moving into another point that kind of bothered me is the fact that Luke May has all of the skill sets to be great. And I get he's a walk-on, and I know the expect- expectations are, like, varying on him, but, like, he's missing, like, fundamental things, like, a lot of times when he's on the floor. And I don't know if that's a product of him just, like, 
of the learning curve. Like, if he's just, like, needs, like, to work a little bit more at something. But, like, there are sometimes, like, he'll miss. Like, I counted, like, at least four or five wide-open layups that he's missed in the past couple games. And that's just, like, that's stuff we need. Like, that, those are points that we cannot be, like, squandering. Especially with how bad this offense is right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. And just, like, not going up strong with the ball. But that's, like, a thing with all of our bigs right now. Between all of our freshman bigs and Luke. Nobody is particularly going to the hoop strong at all. So. It's frustrating. It is. It's very frustrating. And if they do, they but either again, turn the, the ball over side, or they get blocked. Yeah. The bright side is everyone else sucks too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. How, I mean, listen. How many have beat? lost this past few days? Six of the top ten have lost this week. <laughs> It was like eight of the top twenty-five. I'm pretty sure, or eight of the top twenty. I think it was like the first time UNC, Duke, and Kentucky all lost in the same day uh, since like 1997. That's a stat. But I mean, like, okay, so we beat, <laughs> so we beat Tennessee, who beat Kentucky. We beat Ohio State, who beat Michigan State, who we lost to. So how does this all work out? <laughs> I don't know how this – does this mean we're better than Michigan State again? I don't know. Ohio State made Michigan State look silly today. Yep, I watched I, – I was really frustrated with the Panthers, so I turned it off and I went to the Ohio State-Michigan State game. They, they completely outworked Michigan State. Granted, it was in Ohio State's gym and it's, it was like their biggest game of the season because Michigan State's number one, but still – Ohio State looks like a good team. Yeah, it looks like a. I mean, they looked they like a. Like, they looked like a solid team against us too. The more we yeah, could, I mean, yeah, we couldn't like get them win. to give up against us. It looks like a quality win for us, honestly. Like the the farther away we get from it, the more quality of a win it looks like. Yeah. And the Tennessee one. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's just a lot of glaring issues with this team, and you know. This is not an indictment on, like, any of the coaching. Like, I know Roy knows what we're talking Like, I can guarantee you Roy's been thinking about these issues a lot longer than we have. And, I, you know, at some point, the guys on the court need to be able to do the thing. It's not, you know, there's only so much that Roy can do. And you, yeah. can't fi- you can't fix inexperience with our big men. You can fix how you take care of the ball, though. But that's on the people that are on the court. Also, Roy's teams are March, are teams that peak in March, so I don't think it's time to hit the panic button yet. No, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button. Um, I think there is cause for concern going forward, but I, I'm, yes, not like in I a full, I'm not in a full state of panic yet. I think the season could be derailed very soon. Worried about that. I'm not, that's not an intimate concern. Any other thoughts? Any other thoughts? I think we can move on. Uh, I'm sad. I'm complaining enough about the basketball team. What else? I don't do want it to be so. I I hate being so like negative about stuff because I love this team, but like, you know, I had I thought that this team at the beginning of the season before I you know, uh, before all the stuff that developed happened, I thought this was like an elite eight team. 
like maybe a Final Four team if we like really peak in March. But like we're kind of like receding back to maybe a Sweet Sixteen team. Maybe. Well, let's let's be positive and talk about um, the national championship that was played um, on New Year's Day uh, when UCF defeated the <laughs> Auburn Tigers <laughs> and was then completely overshadowed by the best college football game in history. Go Knights. Absolutely Go Knights. fantastic. They're my national I mean, champion. It's worth talking about. I mean, UCF went undefeated. And still hasn't gotten the respect. I mean, I see uh, commissioners of league. I think it was the commissioner of the Big Ten was kind of trashing UCF. Like, oh, do you you don't actually think these could these guys could compete with anybody in the top four? Do you actually think that? Like, shoot, maybe. Well, they beat the team that's beaten both Alabama and Georgia. So, you know, they deserve. They at least deserved a shot. Is what I feel like. And, you know, the whole shtick with the college football playoffs has been, like, every game matters. And it's like, oh, does it really? Apparently does it, not. Not for does everybody. It, does it really? So now we can say that we've shared a field, a practice field, with a unofficial national champion. Because if y'all remember, when we went to Orlando, we practiced on UCF's field. You're right. Wow, that was a, that was a crusty field, too, man. That was... <laughs> It that was, was a, so high. It felt like it band was camp in December. Yeah, it was ridiculous down there, but I did enjoy that trip. That was a very fun trip. Um, but yeah, um, that Rose Bowl. Good lord, that yo, was that was one of the best games I've ever watched. Like I, y'all can't see my face right now, but I'm actually like getting really like nobody on the podcast. Like Maverick and Colby and Eric can see my face, but I'm so hype about that game. Still, I want to rewatch it again. It was so hype. That was fun. <laughs> Points were scored, and I didn't expect that. I did not expect Georgia to be able to win a shootout against Oklahoma. And um, so Sonny Michelle is good at football. Yeah. He is very good he, at the game of football. He, he can football pretty well. And, you know, Jake. props to Jake Frum. I was tweeting some trash about him when it looked like Georgia was losing. They were losing by, like, what, 17 or something? I was like, mm-hmm. he just looks like a freshman quarterback, you know? Like, there's uh, it's no shame in losing this game. Like, I'm looking like a freaking <laughs> idiot. Like, <laughs> Old takes exposed. I should have added myself with a old takes exposed. But oh man, that was fun, man. They are they might could do it against Bama. They could, you know, if they run like that. You know, that's also been a thing. Like, if you can run it against Alabama, like I feel like that really takes away a lot of their aggressiveness on defense. If you can successfully run against Alabama. That takes away those, uh, uh, like how aggressive those linebackers are. Um, but I, and I I'm mean, pretty sure w- I mean, one of them isn't one of them hurt now. Isn't one of them out for the national championship game because he has to have surgery. I feel like yeah, I saw. So that I don't somewhere. remember if he was a linebacker or a DN. But is that the one that hurt his ankle while getting off the bus? I didn't, I didn't see that. But there, <laughs> uh, they had a defensive player that he was getting off the bus and like fell into a pothole and hurt his ankle. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I did not hear about that, but yeah, 
this guy got hurt in the game. <laughs> <laughs> this one sounds a lot more interesting. Nah. I mean, no. do y'all even want to talk? Y'all want to talk about the other game? That was not a fun game to watch. In nope. retrospect, Clemson Bama. Clemson Bama. No. Man, they need to put that on one and a half speed. I was so tired, <laughs> and that game just felt like you. Like I know the Rose Bowl lasted for longer, but it felt like such a long yeah. game. I, I immediately flipped. I'm like, I don't need to watch this. I started playing Call of Duty. I was like, I'm not gonna stay up and watch this. <laughs> You know, but um, Georgia and Alabama in Georgia. I feel like that's huge for Georgia, that it's in the Georgia Dome. Is it still the Georgia Dome? Is well, that what it's called the, still? The Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz Stadium Dome, whatever yeah. it is. They're, whatever but the new stadium is. I think my big thing is running for Georgia if they're going to beat Alabama. And, I mean, they have 2,000-yard rushers in Sonny Michelle uh, and Chubb. So if they can just rotate in and out with one another, I feel like they can tire Alabama's defense. And if they can wear them down, then they can facilitate the passing game, and I think they can really pick them apart. Do y'all think that Georgia's defense is good enough to stop Alabama's offense? I feel like Alabama's offense isn't particularly like explosive, but I feel like they're fundamentally sound enough. And I feel like Jalen Hurts really doesn't get enough credit for being – he's a sophomore, isn't he? Or junior, maybe. But he wasn't. Uh, last year was his first. It was a freshman year, and he was playing in the against Clemson. I feel like that. I, you might actually be right about that. Either way, he doesn't get enough credit for being like pretty fundamentally sound, and he can use his legs. He's not anything crazy, but I mean, I feel like he's good for what they need. I I think that. If Georgia runs for 125 yards, they have a good chance of winning this game. I mean, they have a three-headed beast of a running game. A Cerberus, if you will. <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt, but I had technical difficulties, and I fixed, I'm fixed now. You're good now? I okay. totally meant to interrupt. That was the whole point of you talking. Interrupt. All right, <laughs> well, I want to inter- interject so that I can say what I'm going to say, but I don't want to just pop out of nowhere after being silent for five minutes. So anyways. Anywell. Uh, I am, anywell, I am confident that George is going to win this game. Uh, that's a loss. Okay. I'm putting all my money on Bama. <laughs> that. <laughs> I just want to point out, I'm pretty sure when we had this first conversation about the college football playoffs, I'm pretty sure that my bandwagon team was the Georgia Bulldogs. So I just like to say, go dogs! <laughs> my team made yeah, it. Yeah, my, my bandwagon team. team. My teams uh, did not. Well, I guess my bandwagon <laughs> teams faced off in the Orange Bowl. And one of them won. <laughs> oh, Miami looked very, very bad. They yeah, were pretending the they were. You did not look like they were back at they... the end of the season. <laughs> the you had retreated by the end. Disappointed, oh, but man. not surprised. <laughs> should um, we? Should we switch to NFL? Should yeah, we? Sure. I don't. Uh, Shut the hell up, Maverick. <laughs> Should we start I've got no beef with football. 
Should we start with the loser parade? Yeah. We yeah. could start with us. It's such a momentous so, occasion. So yesterday, uh, today is Sunday, so yesterday was Saturday, January 6th. The Browns had, or I guess not the Browns, uh, Browns Twitter account, a Cleveland Twitter account, hosted the Browns Perfect Season Parade, in which the people who participated went in a zero counterclockwise around the Browns Stadium. <laughs> wow. There were estimates of between 3,500 and 5,000 people in attendance. I plan on being one of them, but at parade time, there was a temperature of zero with a wind chill of negative 16. How and ironic. that was way too cold for me. Ironically, but that was way too cold for me, so I stayed home. But, I mean, it seemed like it was a success, especially in people showing that they are fed up with just the ownership's incompetence and being okay with mediocrity. The one thing that really got me angry was that there were a couple players on the team who got upset that we had the parade. But I mean we won one out of thirty one one out of thirty two games. If you bought a car that worked three percent of the time and you kept paying your lease for that car your friends would make fun of you for doing it. Yeah, that's why you have us. And no one no one would say that you're wrong for being upset when that car doesn't work. But the players who get paid millions of dollars to be complete less than mediocre at their jobs are getting upset now that people are calling them out on their mediocrity. Like, you could literally have a ham and cheese sandwich coaching the Browns and that sandwich could win more than one game in two seasons. <laughs> Where did ham and cheese turn on the ass coach Matt, before yeah. this? What? Where did ham and cheese sandwich coach before the Browns? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere. <Set> record. <laughs> they could have an undefeated Madden record, and that would be better than Hugh Jackson. <laughs> Well, oh my hoping the best for you. I mean, you still have the first and fourth picks. Uh, yeah, we're luckily we're in a good situation. I want to say good situation, but I don't know if it's going to jinx us. You know damn well that you're going to find some way to screw up having the first and fourth pick. We are in as good of a situation as we could be at the draft. We have the first pick, the fourth pick, the 33rd pick, and the 35th pick. And we also have the Eagles second rounder, which is determined by their playoff finish. And you still got Flash. Oh. <laughs> yes. We. Flash going. In my away. opinion, at number one, we need to take Sam Darnold. I know that no. you do not agree with that decision. It's a no for me, dog. Because he's. No. No. You need to get Who do you want him to pick? Someone other than a quarterback. It's not working for y'all. Get one in free agency or something. We haven't we haven't picked a quarterback at number one yet. This is the first time we were, that we're the number one pick in a season with like top quarterbacks. I uh, I feel like this is a very mediocre quarterback draft. You also just pick two quarterbacks at one and four. That way you have less of a chance of screwing it up, and you at least have yeah, ma- maybe one then, of them will work then, out. <laughs> then then we decide to start one. 
leave the other one on the bench, and the one that we start sucks, and the one who's on the bench, his confidence is killed. <laughs> and Why then the one draft on the... one, and then trade, trade to one that doesn't work. The one on the bench is going to get traded to another team, and then he's going to go off and be the next Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> is how that's going to go. I th- what I think should happen, it's clear that the Giants are going to want Josh Rosen, and he doesn't want to go to the Browns, so if we could do what they did with Eli Manning. And Phil Rivers? And Phil Rivers, exactly. With Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen, that would be optimal. Where we get them to think that we're going to take Rosen, or to be safe, they trade up, give us a pick, and then we both get who we wanted the whole time. I just think Darnold... Let me, let me be clear from the start. I want no part of Lamar Jackson, and I want no part of Baker Mayfield. Lamar under- Jackson is going to be a good NFL quarterback. Yeah. And I can listen. I can, you saw we, him live. You saw the throws that he was making. Those were not college throws. Those were NFL throws. To yeah, not the he best tries to be uh, Cam Newton, and staff. he does not have a body like Cam Newton. Or he, you know, he get ripped he in half. You know, he, how to slide. you know, he could be like he could be like uh, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, I don't think we have a big enough sample size on yet. That boy's going to be because good, he and was, you know it. He was good, but we don't know how sustainable that is. That's what I'm saying, is that Lamar Jackson does not have the body to th- do what he does for 15 years. Who knows? And Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield is, a, is Johnny 2.0. I can understand the Baker thing. And we kind of glossed over this uh, when we were talking about the Rose Bowl. But how did y'all feel about how Baker kind of handled himself throughout the game? There weren't too many incidents, except for no, what, he, I thought he was fine. There was um, there was one instance where he made like a throat slashing motion after Georgia missed a field goal early in the game. Uh, who cares? And I know that's not a big deal. That's not a big deal. It's not. I don't care. But I'm just saying his whole bravado thing gets on my nerves sometimes. And it's, I love it. Oh, I, I love it so much. Not only do I hate it, but he's never been in a situation where he's on a losing team, and I don't think he could handle it. I just loved it no, when no. one of the linebackers from Georgia was like, humble yourself, humble yourself. I was like, Shouting damn at right. to humble themselves. Yeah, do it. Make that little pipsqueak humble himself. All I know is I, I took that picture of his, like, blank face, and I was like, when the Browns draft you. Listen, if we draft him at number one, I will wear the paper bag for a week straight. Listen, if you, you are... You paper you, bag for rehearsal. Yeah. I will wear a paper bag at rehearsal. Listen, all I'm saying is, Baker Mayfield, if you're going to talk that much crap, and if you're going to bring that much attention, attention to yourself, you does bet... Does he talk that much crap? Yes, he does. Do- like, did, you, did you see him walk... He talks in- on the field. Did you, did you see him walking into the, into the stadium with the pretenders sign? That's so dramatic. So dramatic. I love that. Oh, That's I so love dramatic. That so much. That's so dramatic. And then he <laughs> lost. So you better win if you're going to bring that much attention to yourself. And he lost. So I Joel think Joel Embiid does the same thing. But Joel Embiid's funny and likable. <laughs> and I love him. Joel Embiid is, needs to be protected at all costs. <laughs> I feel like Joel Embiid is my son, even though he's like 7'3". And like, <laughs> two, like 200 pounds like larger than I am. <laughs> Oh man! Anyway, we should talk about the Titans next because I, I want to talk about the Panthers in a certain way. Well, well, 
uh, I guess we'll get right into this. I need to make this very clear up front. Uh, had Travis Kelsey been able to play in the second half, Andy Reid would have still found a way to lose this game. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it would have been a completely different story. Uh, what a game. Y'all got to admit, my team made it fun. I was so I was at a I was at a bar called Three Monkeys when I was watching the game and everyone in that bar was going nuts <laughs> for that game. We made Wild Card we, Saturday fun. I got there. I got to the bar right before Marcus Mariota caught his first touchdown pass. <laughs> how how did they score his, that play? I don't know. Well, I was scared at first. Okay, let's start. Was the reception for Mar- Mariota. Let's start it from the beginning. It was twenty-one-three at halftime. And so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go eat because I don't need to watch much else. So I go eat, and of course this play happens while I'm eating. And so my phone goes nuts. People are texting me and adding me on Twitter. And I'm like, what in the world has happened? And so then I watch it. Uh, And I was scared at first when I saw the replay because he was very close to the line of scrimmage when he made that play. Uh, And then they also ruled, of course, that... It only counted as a reception because he was in shotgun for that play. So had he not, it wouldn't have even counted. That's what confused me because I thought that it was because the ball had been tipped, anyone can catch it. Because there was a similar play in the Sugar Bowl in 2011 when Michigan beat Virginia Tech. There was the field goal that was blocked, and then their one of their linemen caught it and took it to the house. And it was a legal play because the ball had been tipped. But it was a weird thing. That's weird. I, I couldn't believe that, but it was actually really awesome to see when I finally saw the replay. Uh, I saw him catch it, but the fact I saw it get batted, and I was like, "Oh, the play's over." But then really? he caught it, and I was like, "Oh, he's gonna catch. Ta- he's gonna like drop right here." But no, he runs it into the end zone, and I went nuts. And then you know, um, for the mistakes play, he makes, it like he he was really the X factor of this game. Not oh him and well, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry I was gonna, uh, is a freaking train. Uh, yeah. He keeps making himself look like a steal. We got we got him at 45 in the draft, and it still looks like a steal because he is an absolute train. I was going to say that uh, the other play that stood out in my mind from watching that game was the uh, the very final play that kind of sealed the game where uh, Marcus Mariota threw a block for Derrick Henry uh, exactly. off the edge so uh, to seal the game. Marcus Mariota made both a receiving touchdown and a game-winning block. So he's better than most of our red receiving core right now. <laughs> Pretty much. Are y'all going to get – do y'all think you're going to get rid of uh, DeMarco? I mean, y'all don't really need DeMarco anymore. If you're gonna, uh, you, you, Derek Henry needs to get more snaps, man. I loved when we picked up DeMarco just because we've always – we're a running team. We always have a strong bat. And, and we had got DeMarco, and then we got Derek in the draft. And so I was confused. I was like, we already gotten this feature back, and now we're already – looking for a new one it seems but it's almost been a blessing in disguise because we've had these two very good running backs and he's been able to play under DeMarco uh, but he has very much put this team on his shoulders uh, in the last two games since DeMarco has not been able to play and so I don't as bad as it seems maybe Mark, DeMarco still stays and has, but I don't think he should because I'm sure there's plenty of teams that could still use him as the number one running back he needs to go somewhere that's not like the Eagles, like where he's trying. He's going east-west. Yeah. Like he's not a spread offense 
running back. He needs to go somewhere where they run like power football. Yeah. So. But I, I'm I was so happy for Derrick Henry, his performance. Uh, just that whole game, coming back from down 18 points. It's the uh, they were reporting that it's the largest comeback uh, by a road playoff team. Uh, since 1957. Wow. Yeah. Did I know that? But also the the best comeback uh, playoff game since the last playoff game. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the Titans move on. Playing the Patriots. So uh, me and the roomie have ourselves a little matchup this week. My roommate Austin is a Patriots fan. And things might be a little awkward in the room this week. Um, after that, the Rams look lost against the Falcons. Yeah, I hate the Falcons more than anything else <laughs> in this world. Like, ugh. even like, Duke. It's getting to the point where I might hate the Falcons more than I hate Duke. Really? I can't, oh, I can't. I hate the Falcons. I hate that. Matt Ryan, his nickname is Matty Ice, when he's literally done nothing to earn that, like, the whole Ice in His Veins nickname. The only thing that he's done is have Julio Jones. Who only had three touchdowns this year, but we're not going to talk about that. Oh, I can't. Oh, I, we're going to move on. <laughs> I, I personally was cheering for the Rams because, in my heart of hearts, I was wanting a Titans-Rams rematch in the Super Bowl so that we could get our total redemption. I've seen too many redemption huh? stories in the past year, so I was just hoping yeah. for that. You only get I one. Was kinda confl- I was kind of conflicted with that game because I I don't dislike any team in the NFC South. Like, I like all those teams, but also I love Todd Gurley. He might be my favorite player in football, mostly because he's been on my fantasy team both of his breakout years. And so I wanted to see him run over everyone in the Super Bowl. The one year I draft Todd Gurley to my team is the year that he got, like, four touchdowns. <laughs> and then I was like, this guy's going to suck this year, and I didn't draft him, and then he goes off, so. Yeah. yeah. He took he me took to the me championship to the in one of my, one of my leagues, leagues, but then I got demolished. Make no mistake, though, it, I think inexperience played a lot in that game, but they are in very good hands with Sean McVay. Uh, they are going to be a force for the next few years, I think. They're only going to get better as a team. Agreed. They're good. And then the Bills and the Jaguars played, and I did not watch that game at all. <laughs> to be I, honest, to be very honest with you, I did not watch any of that game. I saw the start of that game, and I watched till halftime, and I said nope to the second half because that was going to be <laughs> one of those slow burner games that I just was not worth it. It was going to be a classic, classic Buffalo, Buffalo Bills game. Did you see that freaking Blake Bortles had like eighty nine yards, uh, eighty nine yards passing and like eighty five yards rushing? <laughs> dual that, threat. Dual threat. <laughs> Vic Bortles. <laughs> oh man, Utah's winning. Utah's beating Arizona State. Wow. That would be their third in a row. That would be crazy. But yeah, that's yeah, all I have to say about that game. <laughs> and then, and then to the the, the recently concluded, Panthers. yeah, Panthers. You know, oh, okay. I, I just tweeted this, but I'm also gonna say on here. I love how 
every time the Panthers are in prime time, every single like national outlet is like, "Wow, Cam has literal, literally zero weapons around him." And then the next weekend, they're like, "Oh wow, Cam's completion percentage is terrible." Like you know, they're just box score watchers, and they aren't watching these games. Yep. Anyone who's no one around him. I saw Colin Cowherd tweet that Cam has a good O-line, a good coaching staff, and good weapons around him. That's how I know this man has never watched a Panthers game in his life. <laughs> he said that we have a good running game. He, and I was like, do you know why we have a good running game? Because Cam Newton is our running game. <laughs> and I almost exploded. I hate Colin Cowherd so much. So, yeah, I... <sighs> I'm pretty sure Cam had, like, 300 yards or something, like, throwing. Yeah, his passer rating was, like, 105. What else do you, like, he can't catch the ball, too. I don't know what else Uh, they want from him. He can. He can catch the ball. No excuses anymore. (laughs) If Marcus can catch his own touchdown pass. (laughs) But, like, when we're throwing, when Kalen Clay is our speed guy, that's when you know we're like, uh, I don't know if this is our year. You know, Devin Funches has the makings of a great wide receiver. I have full of faith that he's going to develop into a great wide receiver. That's fine. We need other people. <laughs> Anybody. Anybody. Anybody except a dude named Mose. You can't have a character from The Office as <laughs> our wide receivers. <laughs> like, between, we got Russell Shepard, Kalen Clay, Brent Burson. And uh, Moe's Frazier. Who are these people? Person Ooh. got snatched by the turf monster. Sunshine. <laughs> Over here for freaking uh, remember this Titans. Hey, remember the Titans. This boy. Oh <laughs> but yeah, you know, we're working anyway. with... I saw somebody tweet this. We're working with... Uh, Cam is throwing to creative players that nobody finished. Like... <laughs> <laughs> He's throwing to the fellow guys in the 2K draft classes. <laughs> yeah. You're missing Kelvin Benjamin a lot right now. No, I, don't, I don't even know because I, no, I watched the Bills game and he was a non-factor. We He's been a non-factor the whole off. time on the Bills. And he was but, a non-factor for us. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, you think he would make you worse? He's a slower. He started winning games as soon as we traded him. When he yeah. was hurt, we went fifteen and one. Like, you love correlation. That's true. Yeah, you and <laughs> But your I also sets. love Kelvin Benjamin. Why? He's a worse route runner than Devin Bunches, well, and he's also slower. I, because <laughs> I he was on my fantasy jer- team, and he was good, and then I <laughs> traded him when he got bad. I feel like there's a correlation I have between a you and Kelvin Lucky. jersey hanging in my living room. Like I'm not a. Um, Kelvin Hader, I just, he was, he bogged down the team. We are objectively better without him, but we also need to add better, but, and you know, I will say, uh, Bird, Demir Bird, and Curtis Samuel were both hurt for this game, and those guys, actually, I, I feel like could have made a big impact in this kind of game. Aaron, are you clipping your nails right now? What? What? Are you clipping your nails right now? No, no, I'm playing with magnets. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It kind of looked like you were clipping your nails too. <laughs> My, nails My nails are not, are being, not clipped. being clipped. <laughs> anyway, with the Panthers 
being their season being over, um, they are officially up for sale. So Diddy can take over the Panthers? Just not Steph Curry, please. So, just to be clear, because I know that some people, like, listen to this podcast and know, and they're, like, starting to learn more about sports through this podcast. Yeah. You can't just, like, buy a team. No. Like, you can't just, like, go to the store and, like, buy a team. The way it works is, you like, everyone, like, puts in their bids, and then, um... Whenever, like, the current owner says, hey, this is a guy I want to buy the team, uh, all the other owners have to also, like, approve that person. Y'all hold on one second. So that's how you know that Diddy's never going to actually buy the Panthers, because you know damn well that all of the people hey, that Ashley, are... what's up? All of the other people... Boy. Hey, Colby, do you mean to put this on mute? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Did he put it on mute? I don't know. Whatever. Either way, uh, I don't think Diddy's actually going to be able to buy a team because I don't think any of the owners, any of the 30, what is it, 31 other owners are going to approve uh, that, you know, because they're, the, the owners of the NFL are basically like their own, like, boys club, pretty much. It's kind of weird. It's like mm-hmm. a weird kind of thing that they have it's going on. It's the exact on. Same, same reason, reason why, why Colin, Colin Kaepernick's, Kaepernick's not going to get a team. Oh yeah, no, like there's no way that they're ever gonna let you. Th- they're not. They're they're blackballing him so he can't play. You think they're gonna let him buy a team? Like, you think they're gonna have let him have an ownership stake in a team? Are you kidding me? Do they have to approve when it's like a minor ownership change? Uh, like that- I know Usher is a minor is a minority owner in the Cavs, but like if he decides to sell it, do the owners need to approve him selling his share? That is a good question, but also I really want to know what the hell Maverick is doing. Like, <laughs> I'm just waiting. This is a big hullabaloo. Y'all think I'm clipping my nails? Maverick's just rolling away and Colby's on the phone. Yeah, I'm all alone here on this podcast now. I'm so here. <laughs> what? I was Ooh. never... Well, I, w- I was gone when my... When you, were clipping your, when you were clipping your nails? No, when my computer was screwing up, I was never clipping my nails. I'm playing with magnets. <laughs> I am okay, freezing. Welcome back, Colby. Welcome back to our regular scheduled programming. Wait, did y'all, like, stop talking while I did that? No, well, I it kind of I... went off the rails once you left. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're our mediator. Where, what are we talking about? We were talking about uh, how this. Do you know if there's a change in minority ownership, do the owners need to approve it? Like, Usher is a minority owner of the Cavs. If he decides to sell to, say, me, do the owners need to approve that? Or is it only majority ownership? I do not know that. I would think it would be majority ownership only. But I, that's just a hunch. I think so, too. So Because right if now, it's majority ownership only, then Kaepernick could realistically get a share of the Panthers. But if he's a part of, if he's of the group that's like, if he's a part of the ownership group that's buying the majority, I feel like that would also probably, because there's no way that, there's there's no way, like, I'm I'm only using Diddy as an example because that's the only person I know that's like, been outspoken about, like, buying the Panthers. I'm sure there's other rich people in North Carolina, maybe even other minority owners that have enough money to probably pool together and buy the other majority uh, part of the Panthers. Right now it's, um... Jerry Richardson owns 45% of the Panthers. 
and the, and the papers are worth oh, off the top of my head. I wish I had like the exact number in front of me. I think like two point two. I thought it was two point three, but it might have been two point three. Only like you know point one billion. Yeah, 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 no, just you know <laughs> decimals. <laughs> That's pocket change for these kind of bidders. Right. I don't know. I'm just. And the Panthers are not leaving North Carolina. No. I would hope so. I feel like nothing and nobody is untouchable, but I feel like we're a good enough market to where we're going to we're going to stay. If this was like a I don't know, like a St. Louis situation or like a San Diego or a, you know, one of those kind of situations where it's kind of like a fading kind of market, I feel like that's different, but we're I mean, Panthers the Panthers have a loyal fan base here in North Carolina. I feel like they're really supportive. Like the fans here are really supportive of the team, um, and we're trending upwards. I mean, as 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 uh, as disappointed as we are with how the team has been run lately, it's nowhere near as bad as it actually could be. And like we're technically still trending upwards with how much we've made the playoffs recently. And you know, we're recently you know we went to the Super Bowl two years ago. Like so, we've had success. So I feel like. There's enough here to where they would try and keep us in North Carolina. That in Raleigh, the Raleigh-Durham area is growing. The Greensboro area is growing. And Charlotte area is growing. So, you know, I don't expect us to move out of North Carolina. I don't think that's – I don't think anybody wants to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, where conceivably, like, I feel like the places that are – uh, looking for an expansion team are like places in Kentucky, I think, right? Kentucky, at least, well, I don't know, because that's more for NBA teams, right? Because they have like one of the biggest mm-hmm. basketball teams. Yeah, markets. Louisville is looking for an NBA expansion team. Yeah. Um, for football. Mexico City, I heard, is realistic. Mexico, Mexico City is one that I was going to say. Toronto, maybe. Toronto, yeah. That yeah. I think eventually uh, they could do some lark, like try and do another NFL Europe thing, but I don't know how they would do it with the actual league. Yeah. But like they are not moving to London. There are too many logistical problems that are that will not will not be worked out. Mm-hmm. The Toronto Panthers, though. Better than the North Carolina Panthers. <laughs> yeah, I was I was so mad when Diddy said North Carolina Panthers. Like you obviously know nothing about this team. He was like, "Hey, look at this picture of me in a Panthers jersey from twenty years ago." <laughs> oh man, we need to move on. Yeah, we do. All right, I will let y'all, the three of you, decide. Do we want to do Colby's TV Corner, or do we want to do more spoiler-free spots on Star Wars? I really don't care. I, I think we've not be I think we've kind of already beaten the Star Wars horse. I mean, we talked for like two hours about it. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was right after, but I feel like no one's feelings have changed that strongly since we've watched it the second time. Mine hasn't. Also, I personally enjoy the show that we're trying. Or you're trying to talk about Colby, so. Maverick, you've been outvoted. Huh? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> You're the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to try to keep this brief. I don't need a timer because like, I'm looking at the audacity thing right now. Um, I would like to talk about Black Mirror. 
Okay, before you start, uh, which is not a before you start, I'm gonna cover my ears because I haven't watched it yet. Before you start, I didn't like so. Uh, I had an idea of what the title of the the show was. Like somebody, so like okay, so I was like, oh, Black Mirror. It's like your phone. Like it's a Black Mirror. Like you know, that's obvious. Like technology, all of that. Somebody tried to like. I was like, oh, I want to look this up and like confirm my theory. And somebody like posted like some like soliloquy about like like some weird like something about a black mirror and like some like your reflection or whatever and i'm like this is it's literally your phone like i hate everybody on the internet <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's very much your phone yes um so i'm gonna try to be as spoiler free as possible try to just give like my reactions and my quick reviews to the episode are you rac- are reacting to the uh, most recent season or are you just doing it season four you're doing yeah. season four okay have y'all seen, have y'all seen have either of you seen? I've watched two episodes. I've watched uh, Crocodile, and I've watched uh, uh, Metalhead. Gotcha. So, the first episode of USS Callister was... It was funny. It was interesting. Um, probably, like, a, I put it... If I had, like, three tiers of Black Mirror episodes, it would probably be on the second tier. That's fair. Um, Archangel was an interesting concept, a good commentary on heli- on helicopter parenting, but, um, I feel like it could have ended, like, five minutes earlier and have a little bit of a better impact. Right. I can agree with that. I, I saw that one, too. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. Crocodile was a wild ride. That had my emotions on so much of a roller coaster, man. And I was just heartbroken. By the end, I was just laughing. What? I was like, really, this is what we're doing? You were laughing? I was heartbroken. (laughs) Not at the very, very end. Oh, okay, okay. I had to look. I had to, like, after that episode finished, I was with Lauren and I was watching that. I had to look up uh, one of the actors. And it's, like, one of the younger actor. And Colby, you know what I'm talking about. I had to look out to make sure that he was okay. I was like, please, like are you okay? Like, please tell me you're good in real life. Um, Hang the DJ is now my favorite um, Black Mirror episode. Wow. That's high praise. I, love, I, love, I loved it. I really did. I really, really did. I just, I, just, um, I just love the VR episode, man. I don't know if anything can... I haven't seen Hang the DJ yet, but... Uh, I don't know. The VR episode was like my favorite, so... I'll take your recommendation. I'll watch it tonight. I loved it. Um, Metalhead stupid. I was reading for the dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I thought that Black Museum was very well done. Um, there's like a storyteller character who has like the best like storytelling voice. Like he was amazing. And um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed Black Museum. I'll probably put that one as um, tier one too. So I think it was. A rocky season. There were some things that like really hit out of park for me, and some things that I think could have had a little bit, could have gone through the editing process one more time. Um, but Black Mirror, like you're not gonna have any truly bad episodes, except maybe Metalhead. I did not like Metalhead. So, so yeah. Where would season four rank for you as far as all of the seasons? Uh, I gotta go back and look at them. I would go. I think this. I would say three. For me, it would go three, two, four, one, in my opinion. Just because season two. I think the season two is actually at the bottom for me. Really. 
followed by three, then, then four, then one. No, one then four. I was gonna say because I don't know. Season in, one kind of did season one have the huh? Did season one have the episode with the uh, recording eyes, or was that season two? That was season one. That was season one? Okay, maybe I'll move season one up then. It's just the pig, man. The pig one destroyed. That one and the one right after it, man. Just like, with the with the guy from Get Out. Both of them were just like... I loved that one. It was, it, I loved it too, but it's such a, like a, like a, like a, it's a punch in the face to start that series with those episodes. <laughs> you know? True. All right, give the thumbs up to Aaron to see if he's still watching. I, I, I just got back, and I realized after holding my ears shut the whole time that I could have just muted my computer. Yeah, that could have worked. <laughs> All, right. All right, it is time for Twitter questions. Twitter. And one question for me, just because I thought it was interesting. Um, first, from Annie Rindle, what's your favorite Harry Potter movie? Start it for us, Kobe. Ooh. You want me to start? Yeah, I have my answer, and I feel like it's controversial. Or at least I feel it's controversial because Lauren ha- Lauren like despises me for this answer. <laughs> um, so, first, I've been rereading the books um, through audiobook because I never actually finished all the books. Um... So, so I'm going through them again, which might color some of my responses. But my favorite movie, I think, is Prisoner of Azkaban, just because even in this book, I love what they do with time travel. I think it's one of the best time travel stories, period. I think it's done very well in that. It's also, like, the turn in the books where things start getting serious, and I enjoy that. So I think it would be Prisoner of Azkaban for me. I, can I would also that. have wow. to say Prisoner of Azkaban. I can I can respect those choice. I can respect that choice because I also really like Prisoner of Azkaban. It was probably the first. That was my le- that was my least favorite in the whole Harry really? Potter series. Yeah, really. Because I feel like, to me, at least when I was younger, I thought like that was the only book where nothing really happened. Did you read five? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Order of the Phoenix is probably my least favorite. I would say that too, but I think that for me it's like what after four it's like. You know, like, stuff is actually happening because, spoiler alert, Voldemort's back. And so, I don't remember which I liked the most when I was younger, but I really like Order of the Phoenix's movie. I I, I didn't particularly enjoy Order of the Phoenix, the movie. I, I like all the, like, I like pretty much all the books. I can't think of a particular one that I don't like. As far as movies, though, I really didn't like Order of the Phoenix that much. I, I felt like Umbridge, Umbridge was a really well-done character. I can respect that. That She was really well done. I also really liked the movie for Goblet of Fire. Okay, so that was my answer. Like, probably the most enjoyable one for me is Goblet of Fire. And I feel like a lot of people feel some type of way about that. The only thing that I really hate from that movie is when Dumbledore is like, Harry, did you put your name in the goblet? I hate that moment so much. Harry, did you put your name in the goblet of fire? In the book, it's just, Harry, did you put your name in the goblet of fire? 
frantic. I feel like we're not putting respect on Chamber of Secrets, though. Because that one That's one that I liked, too. Chamber of Secrets is probably second least favorite to me. You said second favorite or second least favorite? Second least to five. Ooh. Why, though? I did not like Deathly Hollows Part 1 at all. I don't think a lot of people did. I don't. Harry Potter, the camping story. Well, I think everyone realized that part one was just leading up to part two and that nothing substantial was really going to happen in part one and that all the the meat of that book was going to happen in act two. That was like, or part two. Because part two, I think, might be my second favorite. And then four, and then one. Oh, so, man, I, mean, I don't know. The big, the big pivotal moments happened in part two. Uh, the ending, I always tear up when it plays that final theme, like as they're watching the train go away and they're all standing there together. That's fair. That's so sweet. I just like how episode four, or not episode four, wow, I'm thinking of Star Wars, how <laughs> Goblet of Fire was like the first, like, oh crap, like Voldemort's like really here moment, and like all the stuff mm-hmm. with Cedric, or all the stuff with the Triwizard Tournament. Um, I really enjoyed personally. Didn't particularly like. I didn't really like enjoy the like all of the ball drama, like the the ball scenes and like the the drama between Harry and uh, and um, Ron, because I felt like Ron was being kind of a little a little uh, hormonal is the word I'll use. Yeah, but that's all of us when we're fourteen. <laughs> so yeah, I mean you know, it's still one. It's still one of the most like if it's on TV, I will watch for it. But I will also do the same for three. <coughs> um, next question. Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought I'm not I thought that was like a statement. Next question, not like next question? Question mark. From at Michael Code nineteen ninety five. You talked about the worst song in twenty seventeen. How about your favorite song in twenty seventeen? So, so for me, it's got, got a lot of recency bias, but I really like that Havana song. Ooh, it's really catchy. I like, I like Havana too. It's catchy in a good way. Yeah, yes, definitely. definitely. Oh man, um, I'm gonna have to think about this for a second. Someone else go. I gotta think of songs like, like actually, because uh, I have one that came up like right on the end of 2016. I think that, like, it's going to be cliche, but, like, I still love this song. That's what I like. It's, like, a perfectly made song. Was that 2017? Really? I'm looking at the year-end chart right now from Billboard. Wow. Of 2017 song? That's what I'm going off of. Like I said, I was going to say congratulations, but it's 2016. But... I feel like that counts as a 2017 song. It was popularized in 2017. Yeah, it got big in 2017. Congratulations is good. Because I, I, I very much don't like Post Malone, but that's a good song. With the message of that song. Like, I'm not the biggest Post Malone fan, but I like Congratulations. Man, uh, if I, it's hard, because, like, <clears throat> I really enjoyed... Uh, did Blonde come out this year? Uh, the the Frank Ocean album. Because if not, I'm checking. 
Hold on. I am also checking. Blonde came out. 2016, on my dang birthday, it. Last okay. year. Never mind. So I can't do anything from that. I do like, um. Okay, so then I'll say that, um, I really enjoyed Slide by Calvin Harris. Um, that also has, uh, Frank Ocean on it. I can, li- I can literally listen to that back to back to back to back to back still. Ooh, I need to add something to my worst of 2017 list, and people are gonna hate me for it. What? Oh, oh, I w- sorry. Before before you do that, I would also be remiss if I didn't put uh, DNA by Kendrick Lamar on uh, my favorite of 2017 also good. list. One other that I liked by Kendrick Lamar was Humble. Yeah. Even though for a significantly longer than a socially acceptable amount of time, I thought that it was sit down Biombo. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Bismack Biombo or the Toronto? Or, uh, he's in the, the, he's the, the magic, magic now. Like, I was about to say, Brad. Yes, that, it, that is I thought it was sit down Biombo. Wow. <laughs> for like um, at least a month. Also, loyalty off that album is really good. Loyalty and yes, love are both a good. really good. I really like that album. It's just a good album. It's a quality album. Okay. Okay. Are y'all ready for? I, go for it, dude. I need you to hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Go for it. Because someone pointed it out to me and it ruined it. <laughs> Ruin everything for me. Do it. One eight hundred by Logic. You know, I never actually particularly liked the song. I don't mind it. I I don't go out of my way to listen to it. I give songs leeway that have, like, a positive message, but there is one point in that song where, um, hold on, y'all keep talking while I look up the lyrics so I can, like, do this correctly. Speaking of logic, though, I, I watch a thing called, uh, Hot Ones. Have y'all heard of that show? Oh, where they eat the, the really hot, uh, like the wings. chili, or the wings? It, the wings, that's it. It's a show it. about hot questions and even hotter wings with Sean Evans. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Logic I got was, just came on the show, and he was really funny. <laughs> I'll have to see that one. I haven't seen that one yet. So, so Mr. Logic says... Mr. Logic. I've been on the low. I've been taking my time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. It feel like my life ain't mine. And then, if you listen carefully, you hear Who can ad-lib shouting in the background. Who can relate? Woo! <laughs> that woo is the most unself-aware thing I have ever heard, at least this year. Are you, this is the moment you're going to woo? Like, this right here. This time is the time you want to woo. Like, the most unself-aware moment in music. And it, every time I hear that song and I hear that woo, it ruins it for me. I'm going to have to listen to this right now so I can hear this ad-lib right you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking no, about you because I, can I sort of caught that during when I first listened to the song, like full for the first time, and he woos at that part, and I'm like, I thought this is a serious topic, and we're wooing. I was like, sir, you cannot woo here, <laughs> sir. But like again, I tried to get. It, it's sort of like it's sort of like when it's almost as if someone's like making like the one liners, like who's with me? Yeah. <laughs> hold on, wait. Shh, 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 hold on. Hold on. You know you can. Okay. <laughs> I never noticed that. Oh my god. And now you can't unhear it. 
<laughs> he literally goes, Woo! <laughs> I never noticed that. That's so funny. So bad. So bad. So bad. But yeah, but yeah, best best songs. Um, issues by Julia Michaels. I really, really enjoy that song. Oh, I know, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Any more good songs on, came out last year? I'm looking at a. Uh, hold on, let me, I gotta go through my playlist real fast and like look at a. Uh, Location, uh, did um, Khalid, uh, did that album come out this year? He blew up this year. Okay, so I'll I'll say location came like blew up this year. Location is a really good one. Mm-hmm. That man is like nine. He's not even a man. He's like nineteen or eighteen, and he like sings like a grown man. <laughs> he really does though. Did Divide by Ed Sheeran come out this year? Yes. Um, yes, it did. It came out January 6th, like a year ago in a day. Oh. Um, every single that came off that album, I love. I, haven't, I still haven't listened to it all the way through, but every single that's come off that album, I've loved. Besides Shape of You. Shape of You was okay. <laughs> of course, that was the one that blew up the most, I feel like. I know. All right, this is the question that I heard on a podcast called Hello Internet. I want to give it, like, the, um, the credit it deserves. The one I wrote down is not the one I'm going to say, so I'm going to change the question. Okay. Would you be okay with McDonald's spending billions of dollars to bring back tigers if they started making McTiger burgers? Like, tigers are now of least concern. Like, they go all the way off of the... Endangered list. Vulnerability chart. Yeah. They're of least concern. But then McDonald's starts making McTiger burgers. Huh. As in tiger meat. Just to make this... As in tiger meat. No. No, like, you wouldn't mind or no, you would... Or no, you... They shouldn't do that. I'd rather them stay endangered. <laughs> and free. I mean, if they're well, they're still free cows. Who thinks that a tiger tastes good? I don't think that's part we of the question. We don't know because we've never eaten them. But I mean, if they're at a level, if they spend the money to get them at a level, <laughs> David, I can't. Talk serious <laughs> with your face all up in the microphone or in the, the camera. In the camera. So, anyways, I mean, if they spend all the money to get them to a level where they're not endangered anymore, and where there's no danger of them like being extinct, then why not? I don't know. I feel like that's an ethical issue, you know? Like, uh. Well, it's an ethical issue because they're endangered right now, but if they're not endangered, then what's making them different than a cow? I feel like I'm. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh. <laughs> that really threw me off, Maverick. <laughs> Are you laughing about tigers getting eaten? 
no, I'm laughing because you went upside down on the camera, like all the way up your nose. I was like, wow, that's a flattering angle. I'm in rare form tonight. I know you so, are. So, what, what makes, makes it different, different than a cow? That's a good question. Because what makes any cow. other what makes any other animal different from a cow or a chicken? And this is me speaking well, as a well, person that loves eating meat. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Is like if they're not endangered anymore, then why? What's the issue? I just feel like tigers hold a certain level of exoticism, if that's even a word. Like they hold a certain level of like. Well, also, I feel like tiger. I feel like, do we eat anything that really would like maul the hell out of us? Um, no, because people hunted the animals that couldn't hunt them back. Yeah. So I feel like that's also a different thing because I feel like tigers are gonna be like, "Uh, excuse you. Um, you see these teeth, boy? You see this?" I will. I will say that. From a health perspective, it could be kind of worrying if they started making a McTiger burger because they are like a top-level trophic species, so they have a lot of mercury in them. Wow, that's not anything but I ever would have thought of that's relatively. A, that's, a, that's a different issue. Thank you for learning me today. Wow. I feel like I got brain cells back after that, you know? Because there's a very similar thing with, like, sharks and swordfish where... People eat sharks and swordfish, and they are not healthy to eat in large quantities because of how much mercury they have inside of them. That's interesting. I didn't know that. But outside of the health concerns, just ethically, I don't really see an issue if they're not endangered at that point. Colby, do you have anything to add to this conversation? Colby? Hello. My, my microphone has been muted. Oh my goodness! I was wondering why none of you were listening to me. <laughs> I cannot believe this. I think that it would be. <laughs> we are really coming apart in these last minutes. Whoa! So wait, 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 wait. So through that entire conversation, were you trying to talk like in between us talking? Yes. Yes. Uh, I would be okay if they were free-range tigers. Oh my god. Are they free-range cows? I'm sure, I'm sure there are. I think there are. Well, I'm saying the ones McDonald's uses. Oh, I don't know. No, probably not. I would guarantee I would almost guarantee that it's not or that they're not. But if they were free-range tigers, I'd be down with eating a tiger burger. Any other questions? Uh, 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 how are we doing on time? We're at an hour and uh, coming up on 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, we should go ahead and close this out. Um, I think we're going to move our trivia questions to Twitter and then do shout-outs that way. That works. Yeah, that I think works. that's a good idea. Um, the podcast might be moving again. Yeah. Uh, I might be moving us over to a new website that I found tomorrow. Because our free membership on Podiant uh, expires in 13 days. But I got us on a new site that also seems to be free. So, we'll see how that goes. Yes, we will. We'll keep you updated. And we'll have a normal show next week with regular audio 
<laughs> and all that jazz. With our beautiful less, voices. Less bamboozling and schmeckeldorfing. <laughs> uh, anything else happening in our lives? Uh, over the break, my cousin got married, and I met my soon-to-be new cousin, Jackson Simmons. Oh, yo, that's dope. <laughs> that's funny. He is, he's marrying into the side of the family that married my cousin, and so he was at the wedding. I was like, Jackson Simmons is at my cousin's wedding. You talked to him? You say what's up? I think he knew. I had on my. I picked the right day to wear my Carolina Jordans. <laughs> you wore Carolina Jordans to the wedding? Yeah. Looking stylish. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Um, I did. So I put in the group that I might get to hang out with a U.S. Men's National Team member. Um, I didn't get to. Um, my dad's friend. My dad's like one of his very good friends from home. His son is Julian Green, who scored a goal in the World Cup, the 2014 World Cup. Um, but they were in Greensboro, but they were like off doing things, and I had to come back to school. So my dad hung out with them, and I was at school. So. Oh, well. Yeah. My dad knows a lot of famous people. It's weird. Um, I, turned tw- I turned 21 over the break. Um, Liddy. it is Liddy. Colby and I are now going to proceed with our um, our drunk never made varsity episode. Um, maybe. <laughs> now, maybe now that we have the tag team. Oh, also, oh, David and I are wrecking kitties on uh, on Call of Duty. On, on Call of Duty. You want to play today, bro? Especially in domination. You want to play? You want to play today? You want to play? Bro, I'm tired. I'm about to get on. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> you are weak. I am, I am weak. weak. Uh, anything else? I'm good. Nope. All right, All right so if you want to find us for now, you can find us at nevermadevarsity.podium.co, but keep um, check out our Twitter to see if we're moving anytime soon. Uh, leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Anything you like or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at nevermadepod. Thank you. Jake for the theme music, and you can find me and David wrecking kids on domination. Boy.